Welcome back to another episode of Being Human. I am Lisa, and I have my co-host here. Hello, everyone. It's Chris. Thanks for joining us on this journey. Buckle up and enjoy the the topic this week. (laughs) Enjoy the ride. What are we talking about this week? (laughs) Well, let's see. I'd like to talk about health and how we're both um, kind of interested in bettering our health and what we're doing about it. I started a program to lessen inflammation um, because I do struggle with a disease called Crohn's and um, have been on Humira injectable for a really long time, which um, if you read about it is actually a cancer causing drug. So kind of scary to be on something that actually causes something that may be even worse than the Crohn's itself. Um, kind of ironic, right? Um, so I, I really, I'm sorry. I'm going to say, is it a more, uh, holistic approach to your, um, Crohn's and to inflammation or is it mixed in with the pharmaceutical, uh, Western medicine? So it's more uh, of an Eastern philosophy. Okay. So I started working with a nutritionist. So it's really based on your diet. Um, and while I am still taking the pharmaceuticals, I'm really trying to wean myself off of them at some point, hoping that this will completely change my chemistry, body chemistry, and then I will be able to, my body will function the way it's supposed to function. So at some point in my life, and I'm sure it's because, you know, it's all these processed foods. I mean, I grew up and you know, we're of the same you know, right. age group. I grew up on TV dinners and sitting in front of Sesame Street and Electric Company, you know, in the high chair with, you know, my mom just plopped the TV dinner in front of me, um, was all processed. I mean, almost everything we ate was processed. Well, at least you got your mom cooking for you. My mom worked <laughs> Throwing it in the microwave. And I think for one month straight, we had Pizza Hut every oh, night. Wow. I would go to Pizza Hut. I had this plastic container that would get filled with Pepsi. Uh-huh. I would pick up a pizza. I would get a salad. I was the only one of my siblings that ate salad. Mm-hmm. Of course, loaded up with like blue cheese dressing. Totally unhealthy. <laughs> you um, liked blue cheese as a kid? Who yeah, likes blue cheese as a kid? I liked everything. I mean, <laughs> I tried. I would eat different foods and try different things because I went to a lot of different people's houses of friends and gotcha. they all had different culinary tastes. So I, I got, you know, I got that. But... At home, um, I'm not a cook, but I was responsible for my brother and sister, so we ordered out a lot, or we did make some TV dinners, mm-hmm. um, but really never anything healthy. Just a ton of processed food is basically what we were raised on, yeah. I think, Yeah. especially when your parents both work. Both work, right, exactly, exactly. I mean, then the TV dinners when my mom didn't work, but when she went back to work, then it even got worse, but... So tell me what is involved in this um, in this process you're going through now. So it was it starts with an elimination diet. So you're really eliminating every kind of food category that normally causes sensitivity. So it's eliminating dairy. It's eliminating um, grains. It's eliminating eggs, which I always think is dairy, but apparently is not. Uh, it's eliminating nuts and seeds, certain oils. You can only have avocado oil and coconut oil. Can't have anything else. 
so very, very limiting. But I've noticed almost immediately, I mean, I was, I've been on the diet since May, um, an almost immediate relief of pain because, you know, I take the Humira once a week and I get right to like the day before my shot and I'd be in such severe pain that I couldn't even get out of bed. Like the, the Crohn's affects me in like an RA type, you know, an arthritis type of way. <clears throat> but within a week of being on the elimination diet, completely no pain. Like I forgot to take the shot. That's how wow. good I felt, right? So there is definitely a correlation between what we eat and how we feel. Right. And Anything we put in our bodies is exactly. going to affect our bodies, exactly. whether like it's drugs, alcohol, or food. Exactly, right. Right? And I just didn't, I didn't, I heard it. I mean, I've heard people. We all know this. We, I mean, we've, 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 we've heard, heard this for it. decades. Right. But to, uh, to actually live it is like, wow, like this is, this is some serious shit. Like, and we're killing ourselves. Inflammation is like the number one killer before anything else. Right, and we I have inflammation of the body, inflammation of the brain. I mean, it's everything. So I'm working with this doctor who's amazing, um, Dr. Yang. <laughs> and shout out to Dr. Yang and Chad's Ford, if anybody is interested. But um, she's just, she has this whole Western philosophy and she's a, she was a clinical pharmacist in another life in John, at Johns Hopkins. So also has the pharmaceutical background as well to know how bad, you know, the pharmaceutical, don't kill me if you're in the pharmaceutical business, but, you know, the, the man-made drugs are for your body too. So on this, I can't even have Tylenol. I, like if I have a headache, I can't grab a Tylenol. So everything is natural. Everything is natural in that process. So as close to the raw thing as possible. So following this natural diet, did you finally realize that cows don't lay eggs and that's why <laughs> eggs aren't dairy? Is that why they're not dairy? Sure, because they come from chickens, which are poultry. Yeah, but, oh. So are only things that come from cows dairy? Am I, do I sound like ridiculous Well, I now? mean, I suppose anything that produces milk. So goat. So goat, right. right. So that's dairy, considered that dairy. Considered dairy as right. Because well. I was like, oh, can I have goat cheese? She's like, no, that's dairy. Right. Too. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I, I I just didn't know that I knew, right? Theoretically, I knew that food had an impact on you, but I just didn't know how much of an impact it had. Right. Or you just really didn't, you put it on the back burner. And well, and it's right, it's it takes a lot, it's a lot of effort. So I think when people are just, you know, want something fast and, and that's when I struggle with the diet, right? Because it's like, oh, I just really want to stop at whatever on the way home from somewhere and get a hamburger or wh whatever. I'm not a big fast food eater anyway. Right. But I was just like, oh, I just want that, I just want that because it's easy and it's fast and I'm hungry. But instead of not have to go home and cook something and, you know. So I've gotten better at all that. It's just the prep work and, and, and anybody who's been on any diet can tell you that that's really the key to right. it's a change of lifestyle. And I've developed a lot of um, new recipes and it's great because my boyfriend can't eat a lot of stuff uh, too, because of his heart or his cholesterol, I should say, sorry. Um, 
So it's working for him too. So that's good. That is good. Yeah. What, uh, what other things are part of this um, program that you're in? So I also do an infrared light therapy. And what does that do? And that really just, because what you're doing is you're, and, and this is something I didn't know either. Like when I started with her, she was saying to me that whatever I've tried to do to lose weight before would have never worked until the inflammation had gone down. And I wasn't even aware of that. And my gastroenterologist never told me that either. You know, when you start with a gastroenterologist and they put you on medication and I said, you know, is there any specific diet I should follow? Should I avoid certain foods? Oh, no, no, it's fine. Right, because now fine. your gut health is just as important as your heart health, your mental health. Exactly. And, the you know, your whole health picture now includes that part that we really never talked about growing no. up. No. It was never a part of our health regimen. No. And we'll, we'll touch on this later, but there's a part to, the, you know, with, with all the touting of COVID and how to protect yourself against COVID, it really is about protecting your immune system. You can stay as far away from somebody with COVID as you want. You can, you know, get the vaccine. You can do whatever, wash your hands incessantly. But if your immune system isn't taken care of and that requires, you know, good food and sleep, right, and exercise, then you're, you're shot. It right. doesn't matter what you do. Your immune system is still going to be down. Right. And that was my key. Like I said, I just am tired of feeling bad. I don't want to feel bad anymore. And I'm on all of this medication, and I'm still not feeling better because it's just a Band-Aid. It really only targets. And we discussed that too. She's like, yeah, your Humira is targeting your intestines. And your intestines are fine now, right? No inflammation in your intestines, but you have inflammation all over your body because of all the toxins that are in your body and in the air. And in whatever it is that, you know, I'm doing every day that is just not good for me. Right. And do you, do you feel, how long have you been doing it first? Uh, since the beginning of May. And how do you feel today? I feel amazing. I feel amazing. And you've lost? 30 pounds. That's great. Yeah. I mean, in a few months. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, and without any, I mean, I, I'm, well, and the key too is I'm able to exercise more because I feel better. I used to exercise and then feel bad for five days, you know, be in such severe pain that I couldn't move. So, what was the point of that? The, the exercise was kind of, you know, null and void at that point because. And are you sleeping better too? I'm sleeping better. Yeah. Everything about it has changed my life for the better. So again, I mean, you think about it. And in the beginning, I think I was like, oh, I can't, it's a 10 week program. So I couldn't wait to the end of it to be like, you know, oh my God, I just want alcohol. Right. <laughs> I just want a glass of wine, you know. Right, you thought there was some sort of vacation. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but really it's a change in flight. Like I'm not gonna go back to feeling bad. Why would I? It doesn't make any sense, Right. you know? So what are you doing? Are you doing anything to change your health? Well, I mean, I've been a lifelong proponent of, you know, fitness, even though I'm not always at my peak physical form. There are times that I've just been, you know, really into whether it was working out, martial arts, mm -hmm. mountain biking. I was always doing something active. Right. 
And then as I got older, a lot of those things went away. I mean, a few years ago, I had to stop sparring because I have a bone spur in my one elbow. My knees are starting to have problems. Getting old sucks. Getting old sucks. (laughs) So um, I stopped lifting weights. Um, I only do push-ups, sit-ups, and crunches. And for cardio, I walk um, and I play pickleball. But recently I started People are going to be asking what the hell pickleball is. Pickleball is uh, tennis for old people. <laughs> Even though I'm not old and a lot of young people play pickleball now. It's and a newer sport. a whole bunch of young people who play pickleball. Right, right. Um, but I just started intermittent fasting. I was at a party a few weeks ago and they were commenting on how good this one husband, like, did you lose weight? You know, and he's like, yeah, he goes, I do this intermittent fasting and he doesn't eat from 8 p.m. at night till 12 p.m. the next day. Gotcha. So I had done some research on intermittent fasting. And for me, it's great because it can help to lower my insulin, my LDL. Mm-hmm. Um, my problem is I'm a big guy. So even when I worked out, even when I worked out, I was, I mean, I'm a little under 250 pounds right now, Mm. six feet tall, Mm -hmm. but you know, I carry it because you're, well, and I also, I mean, I was lifting weights most of my life, but the visceral fat that's on top of everything from doing sit-ups for most of my life is I feel that starting to go away. Good. But in my life, I never, I've always had like a little layer. That's infl- that's inflammation too. Right. You know that, right? And and it's supposed to help with inflammation. Right, right. Uh, and I am also trying to come off of pharmaceuticals. I take a cholesterol med, I take a um, a uh, mental health care medicine for anxiety and depression, which I'm down to like I was already on a low dose. So now I'm like half of a low dose. Good. To such a small dose that they don't even make that dosage because I'm coming off of that. Good. Um it was a little tough not eating from 8 a.m. till 12 p.m. the next day. I can have coffee in the morning, mm-hmm. which is fine. Mm-hmm. I can get a workout in. It's a little tough. Right. Um, I have gone out and done yard work, not eaten a thing. Mm-hmm. That's a bad thing. So <laughs> if I have to do something really active, I'll, I'll at least get some protein in me. Good. You know, just to get me over the hump because right. I'm also now addressing that I'm having some sort of heart issues that mm-hmm. my doctor has getting checked out. Um, my dad had triple bypass when he was 40. Wow. Okay. So my health picture was always to be healthier than my dad was at any given age. Yeah. So even when I was younger, you know, I'd see pictures of my dad. I'm like, I was bigger than, you know, I'm taller than you were at this age. You know, I'm bigger than you are or I'm faster or stronger, whatever it was. But you can't escape those problems genetics. like genetics, <laughs> diabetes, right. Right, exactly. uh, you know, uh, heart disease, uh-huh. hair loss, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, all of the things that I was given from my parents, I have found that by changing my diet, I was pre-diabetic for years. Wow. The doctor, my last physical, he said, you have a gun in your hand and it's, your finger is on the trigger and it's it's entirely on you if you shoot yourself and give yourself this diabetes. Wow. <laughs> and and I did take it seriously, but it was when we were having dinner with, you know, your friend Terry, uh-huh. 
when she was talking about diabetes. Right. And I think she said something like, I can have a piece of pizza. I don't need to eat the whole pizza. Where I would eat the whole pizza. Yeah. Now, if it's a cauliflower, right, if it's a cauliflower crust pizza, still eating the whole pizza. I'm still eating the whole pizza. <laughs> Baby steps. But by changing a lot of things in my diet prior to going on this fasting, mm -hmm. for the first time in, I couldn't tell you how long, I'm no longer pre diabetic. Great. That's awesome. So I'm hoping that it'll be even lower when I get my blood work done in a few months so that we can check on things. Good. I did try intermittent fasting before I did this program. And I really I liked it. I mean, that was the start for me, I think, of kind of taking control of my health. So because mm -hmm. of your Crohn's, the intermittent fasting wasn't good enough. Right. Because I, it's still, I still had a lot of inflammation. I was still eating the bad foods, you know, or bad for me foods. I'm still not sure what they all are, yeah. right? But um, so the inflammation wasn't going down. You may have get, gotten a little bit better, but not as good as it could be. Right, know, because even when you go out to dinner, I know we had gone out to dinner with, our, with a group of people and you were very good. You were like, I just want a pork <laughs> chop. You were right, focused on right. protein, vegetables. Right. But even that, something that it was cooked in, threw off your inflammation well, in the doctor. Pork, I realized that I'm not allowed to have pork. Right. So I can have all kinds of meat, right, but not pork. So, And I can't have any processed stuff. For, there was a couple of times where I, I thought it was good because I had turkey bacon. And I went to the doctor and I, she's like, what did you eat? You know, that because I said I wasn't right. feeling good. And she's like, oh, you had turkey bacon? And I said, yeah, but it's turkey bacon, right? I can have that. No, it's processed, right? It's processed. And I, I was like, oh, oh, okay. So it took a while to like get it through my head, <laughs> you know, that even though it was the kind of meat I can have, right. it was processed stuff. But you can have chicken, but you can't have eggs. Right. What's the reason behind not being able to have eggs? Because I think we hear a lot of different things about eggs. Like eggs used to be bad for your cholesterol. Then they weren't bad for your cholesterol. Right. Um, I used to eat eggs every morning mm -hmm. and have one egg. And when I was working out all the time, that was enough for me in the morning for breakfast. Um, but I've learned not to have like, uh, an English muffin with it or any bread, mm -hmm. you know, it just constant changes. And there are things I've learned over the years. Right. So I guess that's where you're at right now with what you can and can't have. Exactly. And just trying to determine what it is. And the thing with the egg and the chicken is, um, or any food that was eliminated for me, is the allergens in the food. So, if like, it's organic eggs, can you have them? Even organic. It's just whatever the chemistry makeup is of the food itself. There's some kind of oh, okay. allergen that people are susceptible to. Some people are, some people aren't. Okay. That's why, you know, they eliminated all the things that have a lot of allergens that, that, a large group of people are allergic to. So I can't have shellfish, which I love, like shrimp and crab meat and all that. What are the um, three things you miss the most from going on this diet? Bread. What was your go-to <laughs> bread product? I didn't, I didn't really eat a lot of bread, but just the ability to have a sandwich, I think, is the thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, oh, I really would like a tuna sandwich today. You know, and then I could still have the tuna, 
without minus the mayo, right? Um, well, you can have avocado mayo. I can't have any mayo because I can't have the vegetable shortening that's in the uh, okay. mayo. I can have avocado, so I can mash an avocado and mix it with the tuna. That sounds awful. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> I've developed like a sincere love of avocado. I loved avocados before, but I really love avocado now because it substitutes for anything that, you know, would normally be the mayo or the kind of like richness of something. If you build a taste for plain tuna mixed with avocado and you're old and have to start eating cat food, <laughs> I think you're going to jump on it. What's your, what's Planning your... for my future there. Yeah. What was your second go-to food that you miss? Um, I really thought I was going to miss sweets, but they're not on my thing because I can have fruit. So fruits have kind of taken over my sweets. Oh, okay. Which is good. Well, a lot of people, I mean, that's what we ate when, you know, when civilization started. We didn't have processed sugar or access to any sugar. Exactly. You know, maybe, you know, uh, maybe, you know, when we discovered that we could eat honeycombs and you know, things like that, uh, honeysuckle, maybe that's when we started getting a taste, you know, for, for more sweet things. It, yeah, right, because what why. was there? Right, and then when sugar, that. I mean, when we were growing up, sugar was just a staple. Right, exactly. White processed sugar, sugar processed right, sugar. white processed right. sugar. Right. Yeah, so th- I thought I would miss sweets, but I think it's alcohol. I was going to say that. Yeah. That's, that's your number two. That's, That's your my number, number two? two. Really? Yeah. I thought that would have been your number three. So no, what's your number, number three? Two. Number three. Fish. Well, I can have fish, but I can't have the shellfish. Okay. The shrimp and lobster. Honestly. The good stuff. The good stuff. <laughs> I no mean, scallops? If I could, no scallops. No clams. No shellfish at all. Nope. Wow. So, I mean, if, if it were up to me, I could live on lobster, I think, my entire life. I, I would just live on it. Very bougie. <laughs> It's just a taste thing. I love lobster. Lobster's good. Lobster's very good. Now, for not being able to have alcohol, what do you... How was that adjustment? Because you like to drink socially. Yeah, socially. And, and that's right. the thing. Like, So um, I, I cheated a couple of times and felt it, you know. Um, so that's why I stopped doing it because... And, and really, I thought I wasn't doing bad because I would get like a hard seltzer. And I'm like, oh, this isn't too bad, right? It's seltzer. <laughs> it's seltzer. But um, I would feel it. I would feel it the next day. And then I knew immediately. And I'm like, okay, this is not, this is not good. Because right, the alcohol turned to sugar. Yeah. Well, and, and at that point, I, my body was so clean, right? Because you, the first phase of the, of the program is kind of, um, it's not even a detox phase. It's a sealing of your gut. So that when you start a detox phase, you're not leaking right. any bad things out into your system. So um, my body was just so efficient at that point. And it was like, okay, this is not good for you. <laughs> you know, and we're going to make you hurt today so that you know you can't eat this. And that's the thing. Like you really start to really listen to your body about, you know, what's good for you and what's bad for you. I think the problem becomes when your body's so used to processing the, the processed stuff, um, that it doesn't even know what's good for it or bad for it. At that you point. have to reset your yeah. metabolism right. and right. get your body used to. I mean, I always tried to eat healthy, but I also would eat just as unhealthy on the weekends. So, did you think like that was a break for you? Like, okay, I did really good because I had that 100%. mindset too, right? I did really good for the week. 
so I can I can have this cheat of brownie or right. cookie or something like that or ice cream ice cream. Oh, I miss it so much. You have no idea. So I, I guess maybe that would, they, that would be my number one. Maybe. Yeah, that would be tough not having that. That would be my number one. But doing the intermittent fasting for me, I've learned that I can sort of wean myself off the sweets, and I'm okay. Just like lately, I've been having like a peach. Mm -hmm. For dessert right, after exactly. I eat dinner, and that's okay. I mean, right. I do, you know, I might um, still have a little piece of dark chocolate, mm -hmm. uh, but I've really tried to cut back on some of these things because I don't want to get diabetes because I yeah. see what it did to my parents and I see what this heart disease did. And if I let it go unchecked, you know, I think Michael, your significant other, um, was a big precipitator for that because he's in great shape yeah. and he recently had to get, you know, a stent put in. Um, and that's, you don't know, you yeah. don't know. You don't, and his is genetic. So is my, right. Right. So, um, and that's the thing, like, you think you're always going to be, you know, the optimal health because of what you do, but sometimes it's a combination of both. Right. And right. I mean, when I'm hurting now from whether it's my knees or my back, <laughs> somebody's calling. Should have put that on mute. <laughs> on mute. <laughs> um, no, I forgot what I was saying. But anyway, when I when I when I wake up, I'm usually sore. You know, I have some scoliosis and a deteriorating disc in my back. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the tendonitis and my arms and the bone spur in the one <laughs> arm sound, and my knees. We sound I, really good, right? Don't yeah, and, and I have nerve damage on my left leg. So you know, there's always some form of pain. But you know, speaking to your reduction in inflammation, I have found that by doing this fasting. And doing a little more research, it also reduces the inflammation. And I'm not in as much pain right. as I typically am, um, which is great. Because right. when my back goes out and I can't physically walk for a couple of days, it's scary. It's scary. And you don't want to do anything then. Right. Which makes it even worse. Because then you're sitting around not doing anything. And that just like almost just, you know, paralyzes your muscles, right? It doesn't allow you to right. be flexible and move and do the things you need to do. So, you know, I would say, you know, because we're coming up here on our time, mm -hmm. I feel like a therapist. I know, right? Um, it is kind of like a therapy session. It is. I would encourage younger people, and I think a lot of them do, really take fitness, take care of themselves, take care of themselves yeah. addressing your own mortality early in life mm -hmm. instead of waiting on the back end. Right, right. We'll have so many more benefits. Yeah. Um, you know, the men in my family don't live out of their, usually out of their early 70s. Right. So I was just resigned to the fact that I'm like, whew, guess I've only got like another 25 years. Yeah. And you a lot know? of people think like that too. Right. I mean, once they hit a certain age, they're like, oh, I'm the downslope now. But I don't want to be uh, having to be cared for. No. I don't want to live no, long yeah, enough where I have to be cared for. Right. A burden. But I want to also not be a burden. To my wife right i don't want to be a burden to anybody but that's not a good a good thought process right. either i mean because you never know if something people love happen. you then right. you're not a burden and but you're helping you know you're not only helping yourself but you're helping your loved ones because then they have a little bit less to worry about right nobody likes to see anybody in pain right unless they're a sadist <laughs> um and i don't know any of them <laughs> i don't that either, are still in my life clip clip yeah. cut, cut. <laughs> cut cut on the whiteboard <laughs> Names on the whiteboard were right. erased off. Of. Crossed out, right? 
So yeah, well, uh, I let's re let's circle back on this topic in like to. a few more months and see what let's changes. See we're we're both at. I mean, I I've like, seen your changes, oh, which are great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, hoping maybe I'll. But have I mean, some I'm changes. encouraged in hearing about yours too. Yeah, so. I, I really do need to to really. I'm happy that you're doing that. Yeah, I mean, otherwise I just don't think about it, and I consider like, well, if I can remove all the neighbor's snow in the winter. I guess I'm healthy. That's your exercise. That was my that was my workout of the day in the in the winter. I know. I was like, oh, I did it. Now I don't do another 365 days. I can just sit. Yeah, around I can just sit around and eat. Except then it's something else. Now right. it's yard. It's yard. Yard stuff, work. So. That's right. But yeah, thanks for yeah, thanks for joining today. us, everybody. Um, good good discussion. Uh, keep up the good work, Lisa. You too. Keep up the good work, Chris. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you listening. And again, if you'd like to reach out to us. Our uh, social media pages are Being Human Alien on Facebook and at Being Human Alien at Instagram. Hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks Take for joining us. Take care, guys. Peace out. See ya.